Welcome in to an emergency edition of the DNVR Broncos podcast. Uh, if you're jumping in right now, we're just going to give people a few seconds to join uh, the broadcast here. So uh, bear with us for a second as we get this out on Twitter and all that good stuff. Uh, and then we'll talk about this interesting news. Some big time news, Ryan. Big Big time news, Zach, as out of nowhere. I mean, this was not rumored anywhere as far as I was concerned. Uh, John Elway steps down as GM of the Denver Broncos, I think is the easiest way to form that, uh, to form that sentence, uh, just because that's what, that's what people are most familiar with. Probably made that the headline. It's a little more comp- complex than that. John Elway is taking a quote-unquote elevated role, which is – as far as I know, the same role that he has had in addition to his GM title, um, basically taking on president of football operations full-time for at least one more year and hiring a GM who he says will be in full control of the Broncos' football decisions. Uh, My mind is blown. Mind is blown, and Ryan... In the words of John Elway, I would like to start off by thanking John Elway. What I mean, what what a ten years he had leading the Broncos football operations, and now he will not be leading it anymore. He'll still be there in a capacity, but Ryan, the key thing with this is the new GM will have full control on every single decision that's made with the personnel staff when it comes to draft, when it comes to free agency. Uh, and, and when it comes to uh, the the roster as well. If this is groundbreaking, uh, and it is really uh, – this. it makes this a transformational day in the history of the Broncos. Um, this is uh, a huge change from what we were expecting. It changes everything. Uh, you know, that GM will also have final say in who the head coach is. Uh, and obviously that changes the, the spectrum for Vic Fangio. It changes for Drew Luck. It changes the spectrum for Pat Shermer. I mean, it, it changes everything we said on the podcast this morning uh, is now in flux. There was a lot of, I think, certainty um, just a couple hours ago. And while I still believe continuity is, is in the best interest of the Broncos and will probably be part of the plan for this year at least, there's no guarantees of anything at this moment. Well, Ryan, the only guarantee that I would say is there is Vic Fangio. From what we've seen so far, you would think that bringing in a new GM would would then get to decide their coach. But Vic Fangio is going to be a part of the hiring process for this general manager. So where do you stand on that? Because you said maybe maybe it doesn't mean that that he will be back. I think it means he's back, but then it does kind of make an awkward situation if you don't have those, if you don't have a general manager that hires your head coach. Right. I mean, this is, I guess let's start here, Zach. Do you believe that whoever is hired will have full control of the Denver Broncos? That's what John Elway's saying right now. That's not the question. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what? I, I do think so for, from a general manager standpoint, because Ryan, for th- this wasn't just John Elway waking up this morning and saying, I'm done. This has been talked about with, uh, well, with Joe Ellis for over a month now. And you called it stepping down. They call it stepping up. Well, I, it's pretty clear what's happening. John Elway isn't getting fired, but he's, he's losing control. Uh, of the team. So I do think that means that this wasn't just John Elway's decision, that there was more in it than just John. So I think that will make it so that this new person does have control. I think right now that is the case. Uh, I think that that is the idea. And I think as we'll get to names here in a second, there's a reason why certain people are atop the list because I think John Elway wants that. I think that uh, this job hasn't been very fun for him for the last five years, and I don't, nothing involving the Broncos has been very fun for anyone except for us having fun doing this podcast. Um, but I think that he's trying right now to put ego aside, um, and I think that there is a situation where John Elway takes over fo- uh, president of football operations for this year. He brings in his guy um, to be the general manager, and then next year, when his contract's up, he just says, like, all right, you guys got it from here. I'll talk to you guys later, and and is out. Um, I also can see a scenario where he kind of likes to hold that role um, and, you know, is more of a consultant and can maybe play golf a little more uh, than he is right now and can kind of jump in and, you know, uh, if he needs to help Drew Locke with something, he can do that if he – needs to provide an opinion on a player, he can do that, but he's not, you know, grinding tape and all that other stuff that uh, is part of this job, whether you like it or not. So I think that that's what he wants. But I also know that this is John Elway, the ultimate competitor we're talking about. And I think that if things get tough and push comes to shove, he might want to reach his hand in there a little more. Well, of course, of course. And essentially what John Elway's role is going to be is the Ozzie Newsome role that, that Ozzie had out there in Baltimore. And uh, John will get to come and go as he pleases. Right. This is the perfect job. If you're John Elway. Now the criticism won't be on him. You know, he can step in and, and take some of the, the reward and benefit when it comes their way. But now he's not the one that's picking the quarterback. It's not him missing on a quarterback again. It's not him with another losing season. So this makes sense for all sides and for Joe Ellis as well. Because what's the one thing we said, Brian? Joe Ellis is not firing John Elway. Joe Ellis didn't fire John Elway. He helped him transition into the next step of his career. And for the Broncos, that means a new general manager. And it this changes everything from just the conversations we were having this morning, from just talking to Justin Simmons three hours ago, Ryan. And he's pretty much saying his goodbyes to the Denver Broncos. This changes that. This changes Drew Locke, who just told us that he believes without a doubt he's the Broncos starting quarterback this year. That puts that in doubt. Matthew Stafford, I'm not really looking at him anymore. First-round quarterback, I'm looking at that a lot more than I was originally just a couple of hours ago. This was Shelby Harris. Uh, is he back? This changes This changes everything, everything. with the Broncos. Everything. Happy 2021. Right, right. It's never never a day. Never a day where the Broncos <laughs> aren't doing something. Uh, we have a ton of viewers right now, so thank you to everyone who's tuning in. We'd love if you're watching on YouTube 
to hit us with a thumbs up. YouTube is where we recommend uh, you view these. Periscope, uh, I mean, they've already announced that they're going uh, away. Uh, so uh, YouTube is kind of the place to go, although there will still be live broadcasts on Twitter. Uh, we've just noticed that YouTube is a better product. So that's where we encourage you. If you are there, we'd love if you hit us with a thumbs up uh, and maybe even a subscribe to the channel. But Zach, you're right. This changes everything. Now, I believe many of the several people who are watching this are ready to hear names. So let's start with names. The first one that came to my mind and has been on just about everyone's list is Adam Peters. Um, And of course, he was with the Broncos. He ended up going to the 49ers when John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan went over there. Uh, He's someone who John Elway trusts, which I think is going to be a very important part of this entire search. Um, And maybe someone that John Elway even believes is better at player personnel than he is. Uh, And he's seen that with his own eyes. To me, while it doesn't sound like he is the top, top guy, uh, maybe at this moment, to me, he's my top, top guy in terms of what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I have to imagine he's way up there as well. Spent a lot of time with the Broncos. And Brian, just this morning, he was getting buzz and getting uh, offers to be interviewed for potential GM jobs. So this is a guy that's hot on the market. He's kind of a younger name. You know, he's not going to be the 31-year-old that's coming in. But he, he would bring some new ideas potentially. But then also... He's in that inner circle. So when you ask the question, Ryan, of will John Elway be the one making the final decisions, even though he says he won't be? Well, this type of move, bringing in an inner circle guy kind of gives him some leeway in there. You know, then he can have a little more influence and and knows what Adam Peters likes and kind of has an idea of what he would be bringing in. So right now he's on the top of my board uh, as well. Ryan, another name out there. Bears assistant director of player personnel, Champ Kelly. Uh, Some connections with the Broncos. Of course, Vic Fangio was out there as well. So that's another name to put on your list. Yeah, Champ Kelly, as I tweeted out, not to be confused with Chip Kelly or Champ Bailey or even (laughs) Chan Gailey. Uh, A different person entirely. Uh, And no one wants Chip Kelly uh, in their GM office. Um, Things will be going quick, I'll tell you that. What Champ Kelly has going for him as he has not only worked with John Elway, but he has also worked with Vic Fangio. And it was interesting and I believe notable that John Elway in the statement mentioned that Vic will have input in this. Now that has been a, there's been so many topics being thrown around on Twitter right now, but that's been something that people have discussed. Why is Vic Fangio a guy who most people believe is moving into a season where he will be on the hot seat Why does he have any sort of say in what the Broncos are going to do at GM? Well, for a coach to be successful, there has to be some sort of uh, synergy there between them and the GM. I think one of the best things Vic Fangio and John Elway have had going for them the last couple of years is their chemistry. They have good chemistry. John believes in Vic. Vic believes in John. They like each other. They get along. You can't have Vic Fangio as a lame duck head coach with a GM who has no interest in him. It's just, it's, you might as well just fire him right then and there, you know? So you want to find someone who has some sort of chemistry with Vic. And the fact that Champ Kelly worked with Vic in Chicago is a huge, huge boon uh, to his chances at getting this job. And it's why a lot of people are calling him the number one candidate right now. 
Yeah, and and that makes sense as well. And it is very interesting to have a head coach in on your decision. Ryan, I think that speaks volumes to John Elway. Uh, it, John didn't sleep on this decision, whether to bring Vic back or not. If he did, it, Vic would not be on those private planes if that's what they do or those private Zoom interviews that they do. He would not be involved in that because John, I would have no problem saying, yeah, you're going to stay on the side. But a huge indication that this move will not affect Vic Fangio this year. Ryan, another name being thrown out there, especially by Woody Page, which I think is very notable, Louis Riddick. And of course, he's a very, very hot name. He's interviewed with, I think, every team. He's going to get the the job that he wants He's he's being thrown out there. What do you think of that? Uh, that's my personal favorite for the job. Um, if I could have my pick, and to everyone in the comments who's brought up his name, no, Peyton Manning is not an option. Um, wait, I, wait, wait. Well, why? Because he doesn't want that job. He wants he wants even higher. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't like. It's not like like people have brought up Peyton Manning as Broncos offensive coordinator. That's a zero percent <laughs> chance. Um, I would say. Peyton Broncos GM working under John Elway, 5% chance tops. Well, and here, here's just why I think it may be a tiny bit more than that, although 5% is kind of generous in this, is if John Elway says and sticks by his word of, you get full control. Uh, I'm just here as a consultant. If you need me to help on quarterback evaluations, I'm here for you. So that would be the ultimate sign, Ryan, of John giving every single responsibility to someone else, if it is Peyton Manning, because we've always talked about how uh, we've talked about this, this exact same, the same thing happening where they bring in Peyton as GM and John, you know, is in a higher position, but we always talked about it there. You know, they would just clash heads and and it would not be able to work. If John truly is giving up 100% of the power, then this could work, Ryan. No, it couldn't. Uh, (laughs) I really don't think it could. Now, if, if, if Peyton is under the understanding that John is going to play out his contract as president of football operations, then he's going to go away. And then you get to be GM and president of football operations. Well, now maybe we're talking and John kind of shows Peyton a few of the ropes of what it's like to be a GM as a former player and helps him with a few things here and there. You're starting to help me talk myself into this. (laughs) I still don't think it's likely. Get excited, Ryan. Uh, I love the idea of Lewis Riddick. Um, he is a, a really, really smart and bright person who is respected uh, across the NFL um, by players and coaches and front office personnel alike. Um, I think he is a great fit for this. I think he's learned a lot. I think you can really learn a lot from working in the position he's worked in, um, especially, you know, Monday Night Football, where you're going around from team to team, talking to everyone. He's talking to all the GMs. He's got relationships with everybody. He's learned from a different kind of angle as most GMs learn. You know, most GMs and most front office personnel and most people that work in the NFL only ever work in football. Um, and so they just constantly are in football circles. They are constantly uh, on a team. They have a very narrow view, right? You're only ever looking at your team. I love the idea that he's been able to step back and look around. And, of course, you know, so has Mike Mayock, who obviously has not worked out very well uh, in Oakland. I just I think uh, Lewis Riddick is a brighter, better candidate uh, than Mike Mayock was. I just – man, 
the Broncos over the last year, all they've done is get got older and whiter in all positions. Um, I just I have a hard time seeing it, but I I would love it. Yeah, and I think it would be a fantastic move as well. When you were describing why why you like him, I was thinking, oh, great, it can be the Raiders of the East. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just kidding, Ryan. But it, it would also be uh, an innovative move. I think Lewis Riddick is a guy that's forward thinking. I mean, heck, just in the the pod we did earlier today, we were talking about analytics and and bringing a guy in, and we just said that that this staff isn't going to do that. I think Lewis Riddick would be open to that. And then you have him, his ideas coming along with John Elway and Vic Fangio. I think that could make a very good balance. Um, and also, it's not like he's 31 years old. I think that could be a realistic hire. I think it could be too. Uh, I don't know if it, uh, I don't know if it's realistic, but I think it would be a good hire. Um, and Ryan, when we're talking about this, one thing we have to talk about as well is how attractive is this job? Because we're talking about some big names, especially I think Adam Peters is going to be a very hot candidate this time around. Lewis Riddick is already a hot candidate. Are the Broncos that attractive to land the top guy? Can John Elway land the top guy? And you're already shaking your head. No, the Broncos, of course, aren't attractive. Um, They have no ownership, which is point blank the number one worst thing about this. Um, The ownership situation is completely in flux. No one that's working in the front office is going to feel comfortable about what's going on with no owner. Because what can happen uh, the same way we're just talking about how everything just changed for everyone on the roster because of a new GM is going to come in. Well, everyone, if a new owner came in, everything changes for everyone who's working in the front office. That's just how that works. New person in charge. You have no idea if you're going to get along with them, if they're going to like you, if they're going to like what you do. So you are taking that job with the idea that honestly, any day, everything around you can change at the drop of a hat. That's number one. Number two uh, is young quarterbacks. Um, obviously, you know, there's a, there's optimism, I think, in the Broncos building about Drew Locke. Uh, and there's obviously hope that he's going to be the guy, but he hasn't proven uh, proven that yet. You know, uh, Deshaun Watson is, is, a, is a situation that a GM could walk into and have Deshaun Watson. Um, Trevor Even, Lawrence with the yes. Jags is a good situation. Trevor Lawrence, you you know, not as proven as Deshaun Watson, but uh, you know, every bit uh, you're you'd be every bit as excited about that opportunity. Um, even you know, we talked about this just earlier today. Like a Lions GM could go in there and say, "We have Matt Stafford. I can win with Matt Stafford." You you a certain person is going to have to be confident in Drew Locke, uh, or maybe they're saying we got the ninth overall pick and that's their their asset that they're interested in. But because of all this is why I really think it's going to be someone from the circle. You know, uh, someone who wants to go in and, and has a good relationship with John Elway and isn't, you know, kind of intimidated, I guess would be the word, uh, by the dynamic and the narrative that surrounds John Elway in the NFL. And if we're just being completely honest, it's not a great one. You know, um, people are intimidated by John Elway. And uh, in the last coaching search, there are a lot of people who were um, not as excited about the Broncos job because John Elway was starting to get the label as a coach killer. So you're, in my opinion, between the ownership and the not fantastic quarterback situation yet uh, and the John Elway dynamic. 
And I let, think it just adds up to someone from inside the circle being the guy. And let me throw a fourth one in there in terms of just looking at this from uh, an outsider's perspective on why this may not be the most attractive job is they're going into an interview and the head coach is interviewing them. They may say, whoa, 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 no, no, no. I'm supposed to be interviewing you after I get this job. So just in terms of, you know, being a GM, being in charge, not that people don't like Vic Fangio or wouldn't hire him as their head coach, but still a a GM, a top GM would probably say, I want to hire my coach. I don't want my coach hiring me. So that's just another thing in this equation, which I I agree with all the other points that you said, Ryan. And so when you talk about the inner circle, I believe we both think Adam Peters is, is part of that inner circle. Another name that came up today, Ryan, uh, yes. Gary Kubiak, as he is looking at retirement, could it just be retiring from coaching? Because, of course, before uh, it, when he was with the Broncos, before coming the offensive coordinator and then eventually not becoming the offensive coordinator, he was working with John Elway in the player personnel department. Yeah, uh, that was the first thing that came to my mind uh, was, oh, I see what's happening here. <laughs> um and then, obviously, you know, more names have come out. And honestly, from, you know, the big sources who are talking about this stuff, Gary Kubiak's name is yet to come up. But I wouldn't be surprised if it does at some point. Um, and, you know, in the same way that everyone's saying, well, you got to call Peyton Manning, I wouldn't be surprised if John Elliott got on a call with Gary Kubiak and said, hey, would you be interested in interviewing for it? So that would be the ultimate inner circle move. It would that would that would be probably the least exciting, uh, and and that's not because Gary Kubiak isn't a good scout. I think he really is. I think he has a really good eye for talent, um, but it would be just very. I mean, we always talk about like the three families of the Broncos, right? It's the Kubiaks, the Elways, and the Bolins, um, and this would be uh, just the, the like you said, like the the core. The nucleus of the inner circle. Let's make it just another family. Let's throw another one in there. Let's hire Mike Shanahan to be the GM. And then when Kyle Shanahan is done with the 49ers, you bring him in to be your head coach and just round it out. Oh, there you go. That's that's perfect. It's the (laughs) Broncos power family super team. And then I'm sure Kyle's going to have a kid at some point. And then he can just step up into the GM role in 50 years and his son can step into the head coach position. Yep, exactly. And in this case, the team is definitely not sold. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, this is this is wild, Ryan, because it's it, it's on one hand an end of an era with John Elway no longer being in control uh, of the Broncos' final say when it comes to uh, to their roster, and ten years of really when you take a step back a ton of success five years of pretty much the most success the team's ever going to have and then of course five very struggling years uh but then you're also keeping john elway in the building so it's not a full goodbye either and just man how much this changes for everything with the broncos moving forward i mean we, we just need to wipe down the whiteboard and pretty much start from scratch you know bradley chubb Probably back next year. I feel pretty confident saying that. Uh, Garrett Bowles, well, he's locked in, so he's back. All right, let's build the team from there. Yeah, exactly. And we'll we'll work our way up. Um, this will give us a lot more off-season uh, content to go through, and it certainly makes every conversation about the Broncos um, just a little different, just a little different than it was just a minute ago. No player loyalty from this new GM, most likely. Um 
and and like we said, you know, from everyone to Drew Locke on down, the, the GM might come in, watch the film, and be like, what are you guys talking about? What are you guys doing here? We need to replace this person. Right. Um, and it just it, it creates a, a wild a wild uh, dynamic for the Broncos. Um, I do think GMs and those who interview who come in with a bit of a open mind towards the personnel currently on the Broncos um, will probably have a better chance of getting the gig, uh, you know, than someone who just comes in and says like, John, I don't know what you've been doing here for five years. This roster sucks. We need to break the whole thing down and rebuild it. Uh, probably not as good of a chance, but uh, like you mentioned with John Elway, the resume is really good. And everyone, you can, you know, every time you talk about John Elway's resume, someone will say, but Peyton Manning. And my response is always the same. John Elway got Peyton Manning here. Like, you, if you try to take away someone's greatest accomplishment, um, then they're not going to look so good. Uh, <laughs> his greatest accomplishment as a GM was getting Peyton Manning to come to Denver. That's a really good accomplishment. <laughs> Uh, and it brought the Broncos two Super Bowl appearances and one Super Bowl. So what I think the lesson is, is that replacing quarterbacks like that is extremely, extremely difficult. And yes, did John Elway ride Peyton Manning's coattails? He sure did. So does every good team ever is riding some good players' coattails, and the GM gets credit for that. So, you know, that's just kind of the way it works. The players, coaches, and GMs ride the good quarterbacks' coattails. And, Ryan, it's just crazy how this morning, this was the offseason of continuity, and we get about the biggest shift that you can get. I mean, Vic Fangio is likely going to be back with this. Let's say a new GM comes in, though, and says, okay, I love you, Vic, on defense, but I want this guy on offense and convinces Vic then we could have a new offensive system. I don't think that'll happen. I think with Vic here, Pat Shermer's back as well, but that's not safe anymore. No, nothing Nothing is safe. Nothing is sacred. <laughs> Stay in your homes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, we are going to have a lot to talk about as this moves on. Zach, I want to finish here. Um, the very last time the Broncos had a big search, on the very first day of that search, I called it, and I said Vic Fangio will be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. So uh, I'll start with my guess here, and, and I think it's it's in line with yours based off of the conversations we had at the beginning. If I had to guess today who will be the next general manager of the Denver Broncos, I would guess it would be Adam Peters. Yes, me as well. I'm going Adam Peters as well. Ryan, I'm going to stick with you and hope that you're right again because then I'll be right here as well, and I wouldn't be surprised if this thing happens quick. Very quick. John Elway said this was something that was going to start immediately. And on top of that, with the connection with Adam Peters, he's already getting interest around the league. This is something that they would love to lock down. Look at the homie here in the comments saying, don't forget to thumbs up. If you're on YouTube, we'd love if you hit us with a thumbs up. We're brief right now with this emergency podcast because we got to turn around and talk to John Elway here in just a few minutes. Um, so tune into the podcast tomorrow morning for more uh, information from what John Elway said. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Ryan Konigsberg at Zach Stevens, DNVR. Uh, but thank you to everyone who tuned in for this quick emergency podcast as, as in the words of Zach, everything just changed with the Denver Broncos. And here we go with another exciting offseason. Uh, but for now, we will talk to you guys tomorrow. It's getting-